Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, guys, welcome back, and man, I mean, even though it's been two days, I, I it's just hard to get over this feeling of seeing a Toronto team, or even a Canadian team, winning a championship. Um, I don't know about you guys, but um, I think the rest of the Toronto is still hungover after the partying the last couple of days. Uh, you saw that the next day when they had to do the cleanup of the uh, of the streets of Toronto. Of course, I gotta welcome back my co-host Jake Milton, Austin Owens, gentlemen. How are we feeling today? Pretty good, pretty good. I mean, three quarters of Toronto was celebrating the championship, and the other quarter is trying to figure out how they can still sacrifice the Raptors to get a Leafs Cup. Oh yeah, those are oh, the. Yeah, no. I'm happy. I am happy too. Yeah, I'm not one of that quarter, so no. I, I it's just really tough when you hear that Stupidity sort of talk. Like yeah, and what was even worse? I mean, I was working uh, the night of the of the Raptors game, so you know, I had to kind of as much as I wanted to celebrate and have the fun that everybody else was having you were down there though. Well, I wasn't down there. I had to. I literally. This is literally how my how my night went. Working at Sportsnet, we put all the stuff up, and then it's about one o'clock. I'm trying to decide: do I go to the square, or do I go home and write? As much as I wanted to celebrate in the square, I'm like, you have to take advantage of this of this time, and so. Um. That's what that's what I ended up doing, and um, I I kind of regret not being in the ce- part of the celebrations, but at the same time, uh, just being a part of the the night of itself, being a part of uh, the coverage itself, uh, I, I I felt was a great great honor in itself. So I can't yeah. complain about that. Um, I. 
as that game went along, though, I I found it. I was ugh, I was getting nervous there because it did seem like we were gonna go back to uh, to game seven for quite a quite a bit of that time. Yeah, I got a little nervy there, but um, no, I think they deserve to win that. They probably deserve to win a couple more games than they they lost, but it doesn't even matter. It is what it is. Look, it, you know what? I, I think we we tried to fantasize on it being perfect. No championship run is really ever perfect. No. And when you strive for perfection, that's usually where you where things go wrong. Except maybe that Golden State one in 2016 when they went what 16 and two or 16 and one. Well, I mean, also the one where they absolutely destroyed uh, the Cavs last year, like. Yeah, they dismantled that team, but I don't know. That's that was without Kyrie as well. So uh, anyway, <laughs> so the parade is on Monday. Uh, I'm sure most. Unfortunately, I don't know, Jake. It's unfortunate you're not able to come up to enjoy those ones. Oh uh, uh, no, it's all right though. Um, I will be watching all the coverage on Tuesday. Oh yeah. So so this is a, this is a debate some people were having. So the parade route is uh, you go from uh, they go from the Raptors uh, practice facility, which are on the exhibition grounds. Then they go to um, uh, through they go Lakeshore to the Scotiabank Arena, up York Street to Queen Street, and then. Um, Queen Street, they get to Nathan Phillips Square. I I understand that route because they wanted to go from the practice facility to the arena. Uh, but somebody brought up a good point in that Downsview Park is a massive, massive stadium. Like, yep. massive area. Rogers Center, down the road. Why wouldn't you go there where you can gather the crowd... Now, I understand Rogers Center is not owned by MLSC, so that probably may not have been an option. But I've looked at past championship uh, parades. You look at Chicago. You look at, I mean, when the Blackhawks won, they went to uh, um, Soldier Field. That's the one. That's the Bear Stadium, right, Jake? Yeah. So I think they went to Soldier's Field. Um, like... I, that, that's the part I, I know that the last like TFC they went to Nathan Phillips Square the, yeah. the Argos did too but I feel like eh, it would be the, the city of Toronto is grossly underestimating the crowd I think so I personally think so and the magnitude of the situation um, like like Jake I don't know how this, like when was the la- last parade in New York uh, the Giants in 2012 Okay, and how did that how did that one work out? Uh, to be honest, I didn't go to it. I hate the Giants. I know, like, but so I have no idea the parade route. But what do you mean, like attendance wise? Well, attendance wise, where they held the festivities and all that. What do they? What do they uh, usually oh, do? Oh, attendance wise, I mean, it's like New York, right? People just love doing it. But um, where they went was like they want to. It was like lower lower mid. Lower uh, Manhattan, I think. There was a ton of people there, though. That like that's that's the last I know we're gonna we're gonna get to the game. It was just something I I just recently saw and I had to bring up just in case I forgot. And I'm yeah, I kind of wish it was uh, done that way to accommodate, like just to gather the crowd all together. I know the streets of downtown are gonna be packed. Um, downtown kind of seems more intimate, but. I, I, I would have preferred it to be in a bigger area that can, you know, you can have the crowd, the, emo- like, so you, like, when you address the crowd, it's going to be packed, everyone's going to be together, like, tight. Um, like, it, it, like, I don't know if you guys remember the SARS concert back in 2003, I believe it was 2003, like, they had, like, hundreds of thousands of people. Um, that's yeah, my- it's going to be like that. That that's what I think it's gonna be like. I mean But I think they're thinking it's gonna be like Monday businesses aren't gonna let their employees go to work. Yeah, gonna or be we're gonna let them skip work rather. Um 
and it's just going to be all good. And like, no, we were at Nathan Phillips, you and I, Dave, for the Toronto FC one. Yeah. And all due respect to Toronto FC, but that entire place was full. Yeah. And they weren't a big four sports team in the city. No, and. Or a big three. It's not like. And I'm expecting people from outside of Toronto to come here, like Hamilton, Mississauga, um, you know, um, I, I heard a guy from, like, people from Grimsby. Like, people are going to be coming from all over the place yeah. for this. I'm, I'm, that's, I, I feel like it might be a little underwhelming that, but, I mean, we don't know Toronto's until we see Toronto's a mess it. on a normal day. Yeah, so we'll see about that. Let, let's talk about the game itself. And what exactly, I mean, what exactly turned the tide for the team? Um, I mean, the fact that they got off to the start they did was was big um, because, you know, going into a hostile event, uh, environment like Oracle Arena, the last thing you want to do is get the Warriors any sort of uh, life. Uh, what exactly in that game, Jake, did you see that made you think they can do this today? Um, ba- I mean, initially it was, it was the three-point shooting. I mean, it, it's always... I think the whole part of the playoff for the Raptors was they were never going to shoot terribly twice in a row in this series, especially. I mean, I know it happened in the Philly series, but every time they shot terribly, like they shot terribly in game two, all the games they lost, they missed a lot of shots. And then they they were really good at, at finding ways to make shots the next game. Like game three, they hit everything. Uh, like Danny was hitting threes, and then this game they started out – like, Kyle had what? Didn't he have the first 11 points or something like that? He had, like, 17 the first yeah. quarter. And that was the whole thing, basically. I mean, the fact that they just started making shots, because I think Golden State played perfect offensively. I mean, you had Andre Iguodala hitting contested looks. Um, Clay, Clay, Clay was unconscious. Yeah. Um, the only one who wasn't really playing great was, was Steph. He, I, I thought Steph was off the entire game. Um, but you know, it was a, it was a very nerve wracking scene where they were, cause the Warriors just weren't missing shots. So the Raptors had to have brought their, their a game when it comes to shooting the ball. And when Siakam started to hit a couple threes that he hadn't hit all series, he hadn't hit one corner three all series. It was, it was, uh, it was big for sure. Uh, you know, when you look at that game and you saw the Raptors getting into a little bit of foul trouble early and then, uh, you know, it, it just seemed like there were there were moments where you just like uh, you were like clenching yourself and um, I, I like game. I don't know what the feeling would have been like if there was a game seven. Um, obviously, fuck that. I mean, look if if in fact um, things went the way they did and Clay Thompson, you know that torn ACL um, would have kept them out of it. You know. The Warriors have been so massively shorthanded. I mean, the... still, it's one game. You yeah. never know what can happen. Oh, of yeah. course. I mean, I look at the fact that everyone's talking about the asterisk and putting that on the Raptors. First off, joke. you shouldn't care. Second off, no, I don't care. They can they can put an asterisk. It happens, so piss off. Yeah. When, when you look at the Warriors, what was the main thing people were talking about the Warriors this season? You look at their starting five. Curry, Thompson, Durant, Draymond, Boogie. I mean, I know Cousins wasn't there the start of the year, but they're rounding out their top, their starting five heading into the playoffs. How many teams would be begging to have at least one of those, even to have DeMarcus Cousins on their team? 20? Like 20 teams? DeMarcus Cousins signed for what, a million to go there? Uh, it, was like, it, was like, uh, it was like eight, but he had offers right. for like Double that, like, yeah. Man, super long term like, deals. Like, I don't think people realize like this Warriors team was just massively stacked. They so, got six Hall of Famers. I, I just don't understand where this idea that oh they had injuries. Like it doesn't matter. You lose Durant, you still had the rest of that team. Oh, and then then Clay gets hurt, but they still had how many other guys? It. They swept the other team without him. Swept them. 
They went through the West. I mean, to be honest, the West is trash, but still. I mean, when Clay goes down there, though, that's like you—you you can't tell me that team with how Clay was shooting. You didn't think that the time. Oh was yeah, turn. Clay. Clay was like a massive loss. They're, I don't. Yeah, like I don't that care. sucks, but I mean, it is what oh, it yeah. is. It's not like they were intentionally hurting him. No, no it's terrible for Clay, and honestly, just I mean. Clay's, pr- Clay's probably one of my favorite players in the whole league. Clay and the, Steph, you can't hate them. That's what no. I've been saying all series because they're so goddamn good at basketball. No, oh, exactly. Um, but like when he went down, and as soon as he got pulled after he hit those free throws, you kind of knew he was done. Like he might have come back and sat on the bench just to maybe give them a shade or give them some semblance that he was coming back, but. Yeah, like that team with just Curry, the way they were playing, uh, doesn't really scare me, especially since he no. wasn't doing a whole lot. Like, Igudala's going to – great. They had your Rebco out there guarding Lowry down the stretch. Yep. Which is a joke. Am I supposed to be scared of that team? I, no, I, I mean, I think – Durant you know, and Clay on that team, yes, I'm scared shitless of that team. Yeah. Even just Durant, I like. I'd rather have Clay play than Durant. Durant is the last player I'd want to see play. Yeah. I think out of but, the three, Steph, Clay, and Durant, Steph might be the least scared I am <laughs> between those two. Incredible. I mean, Clay, Clay had what? Didn't Clay have thirty-seven points in one quarter? Yep. And then he had twenty-six, I believe, like a couple, like a month later. Yeah, he, he and. And he had 60 in three quarters against the Pacers. I mean, he, he's a guy that just, I think when he catches fire, he might be the greatest. I think he might be the best shooter ever. I think he's probably better than, than Steph because Steph can put up 60, but he can't put up, I've never seen Steph put up 37 and a quarter or 60 in three quarters. Because Clay, when he was hitting shots like he was in game six, is just unguardable. You look at the point, and it's not just that. It's the plus minus because Clay does it at both ends. I mean. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's a, yeah, he's, he's probably one of the best two-way players in the league. The only, it's a joke that he wasn't on the all-NBA teams, too. The only time he's ever really struggled, um, there were a couple of times during the OKC uh, series in 2016 that he had a couple of eh games, but for the mm-hmm. most part, if you ever look at his plus minus differential, oh boy. And against really good teams too. Like we're not talking about Yeah, okay, he did well against Portland, but like against the Rockets, against OKC when they were stacked and Durant was still there. Uh San Antonio, minus well the minus Kawhi. Uh, like these were legit teams that they had. Like there was times where the West had, you know, maybe Houston was probably their, the only team that could have tried to match what the Warriors had. But um, yeah, that was that was a big loss. I mean, I give Bob Myers a lot of credit because it seemed like he was the one that that made that he said no. I think he's yeah. the one that said no. Well, you saw him out. Yeah, he's, yeah, you saw him in the tunnel. You know, after all the scrutiny he took for the Kevin Durant stuff, for him to like that's where you as a as a president you you're just I'm not making this mistake twice. No, you just can't. And he's the guy that had to jump on the grenade for the organization. I mean like fuck. <laughs> I don't know. That that it's not just a him decision, Kevin Durant's thing. But he's the guy that had to eat it for the entire team. Mm-hmm. So, the fact that he did that, I'd respect him for it, because, you know, we we talk about, I mean, the whole thing with Durant and the Raptors fans cheering, we all collectively here are never cheering for injury, no matter what series. Uh, nobody wants to see Clay go down, because it's bad for the game. You never yeah. want to see any player go down. You don't want to see any of them go down. Like, no, if KD they, if they If they roll an ankle and are out a week, fine. But you don't want to see a guy... Get a ace torn ACL, torn Achilles. Like those are, those are like career altering injuries. Yeah, especially in a sport where you need your legs. Yep. 
like they're pretty much the most your legs and your hands the most integral part of basketball yeah and one of those like the Raptors I mean Lowry and Van Vliet both missed time with thumb injuries Lowry was battling through it in the playoffs and you you need them that's that's very I mean I'm pointing out the obvious here but and Achilles you tear and torn was ACL. yeah find out what's wrong with him in the next coming days I'm sure what the news is going to start rolling out with the Raptors because Lowry said, I believe in an interview with Rachel Nichols um, before game six, that he's going to need surgery like immediately after they're done celebrating this week. So he's, his thumb's destroyed right now. I mean, it was, it wasn't bad. It wasn't to the point where he couldn't play and that, that was key for him, I think. Well, he said it was shot up full of painkiller. Yeah, some sort of shot. And when you look back at, I mean, and now you look going forward. Um, there, there was a lot of talk yesterday about what, well, how different the West could look next year. Um, you know, the Warriors not having Clay and and Durant, that that's massive for them. Yeah, I mean, they'll still be a playoff team. They'll probably oh, yeah. be like a like a top. They'll still probably be in contention for a, like a top four seeds so they'll get home court but they're probably not going to compete for the one two or three seed i mean i'm me uh, i i don't think very highly of the west i'm not like other shills who think it's like the greatest conference ever assembled i mean there's one championship caliber team there's seven solid playoff teams i don't think a single playoff team outside of golden state would be in a series Philadelphia, Toronto, or Milwaukee—I just don't see it. I—I th- I thought I think all those teams in the East I mentioned they would sweep Portland. Um, I think they'd probably beat Utah in five. They'd destroy the Rockets. I mean, even Boston like Rock- would be in that with like being able to take out these West teams. Uh, I don't think so. I think Boston's really, really overrated. I don't uh-huh. think I don't think they're a good team at all. But I mean, like. Denver, like they played horrible. Portland's not that good. Utah's okay. OKC, I mean, you got fucking Russell Westbrook who's going to take fifty shots and make five. The Spurs are, the Spurs are just an average team, and then you get the Clippers. Like what? You gonna have bench players beat you? Come on. So how much does uh, free agency change now? Oh, a lot. So much. I mean, you look at all the teams that were potentially going to be made super teams, like the Knicks. <laughs> That's done. I love it. That's so sad. Because you had Knicks fans who thought they were going to get, like, Zion, Durant, and um, Kyrie. Kyrie Irving. <laughs> now they're, now they're going to get R.J. Barrett, who's still pretty good. He's not Zion. Um, Unless Kevin they don't. Durant, Kevin Durant. I actually think this helps them get Kevin Durant because they're going to offer him the fucking max anyway. They're that desperate. But he won't be out for a season, and Kyrie's apparently going to the Nets. Which, what if they don't take RJ? If they don't, they're, they're no, stupid. I, I know. That's unbelievable. I meant to ask Stephen A. about that. I mean, he had RJ on with the uh, – what was it? When they were in Oakland, they had RJ on, and he was grilling him about it. But, like, what if they don't? Because they were uh, – Talking going with Jared Culver. Kid. Yeah. Yeah, that would be so stupid. There is a that. top three, and it would be so Knicks if they. If, if you even think that, just trade it down. If you don't yeah. think he's that, trade it down because you'll get. Exactly. I think you could get every single draft pick that the Hawks have, which is three first rounders and three seconds for that third pick. Yeah, because there's a team that's going to desperately want RJ. Because wouldn't he's he's, he's a very good. Watch him play without Zion. He averaged like twenty five. Is this six a stretch to say he's the best player in the draft? Like if Zion wasn't this crazy athletic freak, that RJ would be the number one pick. Pro- probably. I, mean, I think the hype train on Zion is just that he does yeah, yeah. everything. Well, I don't, he's amazing. I mean, he's incredible. I'm not. I'm not shitting on. I, I Zion. think. I just think he, his game has a has like a like a peak. I don't see him being like LeBron James because uh, I think his peak. I think I think his peak is um, is Giannis. 
right now. I think right now his comparable is is Blake Griffin, a guy who's just an athletic freak, and he's just has all these so many flash plays where you're like, oh my god! But he's not he's not like a Kevin Durant. He just doesn't have the touch for that. And in yeah. basketball nowadays, I mean, we saw with with Giannis, those guys that can't shoot, they get exposed. And yeah, I love Zion, but he's not a good shooter. He doesn't, I mean, which is fine, but he was just so physically dominant in college. It'll be interesting to see him play in the NBA. I think he'll be a great player, though. Yeah, I think he's no doubt about it, he'll get, he'll be a double-double machine. I just got to stick with the Canadian kid. Yeah, I like RJ, but they're completely different players. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. RJ's more like a James Harden, like a slasher. He's a lefty. Um, he's got to be. He's got to get better shot too. He's not really a great shooter, but I mean, then again, these guys didn't have this as their full time job, so you'll assume they'll become better shooters over time. They usually do. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, um, when you when you look at the rest, I mean, the draft is going to be very interesting because you know Anthony Davis's situation. Um, I expect that to be resolved around the draft because. The team's going to offer something stupid for him. Um, and then when you look at... Every, now, between now and, and the draft, or even free agency, we know the biggest question in Toronto is Kawhi. I mean, June 30th is free, free agency. I don't expect Kawhi to make the decision at free agency. I think this could go into into the summer. Uh, well, he has to he has to opt out of his he has to opt out or opt in of his deal. I think it's the twenty seventh, which well, I'll obviously opt he's out. He's opting he, out. He's gonna he'd make... be retarded if he didn't opt out. But then uh, I'm not sure if they they changed it in the NBA too. I think they did, where you can talk to free agents before July first. I know they changed it in the NHL because of the tampering thing and the garbage surrounding that. But I, I don't know. Kawhi doesn't really strike me as a guy that would take meetings. I don't think he's going to take meetings. No. I don't think he's going to travel around and go to meetings. I think he already knows the yeah. teams that are interested in him and the ones that he is interested in. And what well, we we've also been hearing is it's probably the Clippers or the Raptors. And, I mean, the Raptors don't really have to make a pitch. I would just be like, look at the <laughs> – show him the picture of him with the finals MVP and the – Larry O'Brien trophy, but I mean, it comes down to one thing: it's does he want to be near his home, near his family, and and his home in L.A., which is if he chooses there, that's the only reason why, and that was never going to change. But if it's for basketball reasons, there's no reason to leave. But yeah, I don't, I don't. He doesn't strike me as a guy who's going to try and drag this out. I don't think it's going to go quickly, but I don't think there's going to be consistent stories about it either. Okay, so just to give you a, 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 Jake is right. There is a negotiating period. It actually starts on June thirtieth, and then deals yeah. can't become official until July sixth. Yeah, early yeah, now, but, isn't it? yeah, to, but that—that's that, when they just are like, oh, they are in agreement on this deal. Wink, wink, and then yeah. they all get immediately signed in fucking five minutes. That's like the when DeAndre Jordan was going to sign a couple of years ago, and what was it? The Clippers locked him in his house. Uh, was that whole social media con- thing? He had a contract with the Mavericks, yeah. and then all the Clippers went to uh, went to his house, and they locked him in his house. And Mark Cuban was trying to get in contact with him, and he <laughs> flied to his house. And the they, NBA and they is had the that, greatest spectacle. In sports, oh, I so then that I, I I just remember the Twitter uh, feed when you had every player with an emoji. <laughs> Yeah, you had Blake Griffin with a helicopter and stuff like that, and Chris Paul. That was uh, that was really fun. I remember tracking that. Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, we can't really be upset if Kawhi goes. He no, did I mean he had what he, he came to do. He did his job. I mean, he was yep. the ultimate professional. He can't. Obviously, we saw the Chris Haynes tweet that said he has no desire to even play there, and turns <laughs> and out he did. What happened? And then at the end, he says it was the most fun he had in NBA season. And I mean, they gave they gave the perfect pitch they could have. Uh, and if he leaves, it's it's only for one reason. It's not for basketball. It's for his life. And mm-hmm. I mean, we obviously know his life story with the his dad and everything like that. So I mean, I couldn't blame him. 
but I mean, if if he's if he says what he says, if he means what he says, which is the most important thing, most important thing to him is winning. Then he's probably going to stay. In my opinion, I think he's going to re-sign. He'll do the two plus one, the three-year deal yeah. with uh, the opt-out after the second year, and then he'd be eligible for a super max because he'd have ten years and he'd be an all-star. So that's what LeBron did. He always did that. The two plus one. Yeah, that that's the the thing that, that they were debating yesterday on overdrive, which was, you know, oh, uh, Jeff O'Neill made a good point in that you know he now gets to gets to finally decide what he wants to do, because as much as he enjoyed being in Toronto, um, how it all worked out, it wasn't his choice. No, and so that could play into the, you know I finally get a choice, uh, you know, my chance to make the choice I want to make so that's a factor but I mean Jake you put it perfectly which is you know he's won here he's already established a relationship with the medical staff the coaches like the rap it's not like the Raptors this core like what they have right now is just going to all leave next year this core is locked into next year too yep. um, you know they could probably add some better bench players you know just OG being even having OG back and healthy would would be a, a big big ad there um, and then you know you go around you just build around it I, I think you know people are talking about the East and how the, it's becoming the better conference uh, I mean we'll see with what happens with the Nets and the, the Knicks I mean I don't I don't know, Jake. Do you expect the Knicks to be a playoff team? Uh, if they, even if they do sign Kevin Durant, no. I, I, can't. I, I mean, I don't know. The Knicks are really dumb, so it wouldn't surprise me if they gave up their bounty of picks and young players for Anthony Davis. I just, I think that now that Durant is officially out for like a full season, unless they make, I don't know, maybe the second round of the playoffs. It's unlikely that they do that, but I I don't know what they are doing with anything. So I was going to say, who, when you look at Kawhi, we'll, we'll make this about Kawhi, what, what would be the biggest factor, you know, free agency-wise? Because we all hear about the Clippers. I think the Lakers are not an option. No, I don't see it at all. So it's pretty much coming down to the Raptors of the Clippers, right? Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I think so. Can like, I just don't know how the Clippers can sell him like the Raptors can. I mean, for for basketball, they can't. Um, They just. I think their whole pitch is basically got to be like we are the same state as where your family is is right now. That's about it. I mean. I like I like the Clippers. I like watching the Clippers. They have a lot of you know good young players. They got former Raptor Lou Williams. Mm-hmm. They got some. They got some nice pieces. They got Landry Shaman, who's a good young shooter. Uh, they got the young Canadian kid Shea Jill just Alexander, who I think is a good player. I love Montrez Harrell, um, but I mean, I just don't. It's just very unlikely for teams to come out of nowhere without an existing superstar and create a super team. We've never seen it. Like the only ones that we've seen super teams have because other superstars go and join other superstars. It's very rare that a guy just goes, you know what? I want to make a team by myself and have people come to me. just doesn't happen. So I had one thing quick before we do, because we were talking about Durant and the Knicks Um, bleacher report just released i think it's a story and they're saying post achilles kevin durant might never be kevin durant again according to a doctor and a trainer uh and quote he's not going to be an 82 year game 82 game a year guy yeah i saw that too yeah you you have no idea it's it's you look at the history of it i think charles barkley had it kobe had it um, was it didn't like Clyde Drexler have it or something like that, and it just it just ruins it because it's such a tough injury to come back from. 
mean, Boogie Cousins had it. He looked he looked terrible at points during the season. He was not moving well at points this series either. It's it's taken down lesser men than him, but pretty close to him. I'd still max him out if I was a desperate team like the Knicks, but I don't I don't know how that would make sense for you as Golden State to just give him offer him like a five year max, especially knowing that. You know, Clay is out for a year, and he'll probably be back by maybe the start of the playoffs next year. But Draymond's about to be thirty. Steph is thirty. I think the I think Golden State probably has like two or three more years with this current core before they have to, you know, they get aged out and they can't play. But right now, I would focus on trying to get bench pieces around it, and I think there's obviously going to have be interest in playing for Golden State. They've been to five freaking straight finals. Yeah, I'm not really sure. The one thing I, I wanted to bring up about this Raptors run and how, and the, the one thing I, I appreciated the most about this was the disproving of everybody who thought that putting together three, four, five stars on a team is the only way to win a championship now in the NBA. Like, look, Kawhi, superstar. Kyle Lowry, not. He's a, an all star. He's an all star, but not a. Superstar like Clay, no Curry, Durant, and all that. I, I think, hopefully, what the and the NBA should hope this what this does too is teams go. You know what? If we get a superstar player and build around them with a good foundation, we can be competitive. And I think for the oh, NBA, of course, but I mean, we saw it with Demar Derozan. You don't. You can be competitive, but you get really frustrated doing it, just hitting your head on the glass ceiling. But I think the thing is you have to have one of those superstars. Yeah, that's And exactly they are it. so hard to find. There's, there's probably, what, maybe 10, 15 of them probably. in the league. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have one of them, you're probably going nowhere. So, well, I mean, yeah, I think that's probably the – that has become the issue in all sports in that – as much as leagues want parity and you know all uh, all teams to have a chance, the talent is just there's not enough superstar talent to go around. There's not. Well, I mean, let's be honest. Right now, superstars in basketball specifically, superstars win you championships. Oh, of course, hundred percent. The idea of the idea of. Oh, they didn't want it enough for hard work beat skill. No, no, no. Yeah, it's terrible. There's a reason why teams like the Clippers, the Pacers, the Boston Celtics, the Magic teams that just have a lot of really good players, <laughs> they're losing. They're losing the superstars. It was like the Raptors. They yeah. just would always lose to LeBron James because he could have nine children on his team. But because he's so much better than any player on the Raptors, He's going to win. That's generally how you win series. You have to have the best player. And that's that was true for the Raptors the whole time. You look back at every single playoff series, most of the time the Raptors lost was because they went against the best player. Now, if you're the Raptors and Kawhi doesn't stay, what do you do? Uh, that's interesting. There was actually a good article by Zach Lowe who kind of breaks it down really well. But he kind of broke it down to three separate things. If Kawhi stays and then if uh, Kawhi goes, what you do? The two options are you either unload money, like you can unload guys like Gasol, Serge, uh, Lowry. You could probably get like decent value for them because they're on expi- all of them are on expiring deals. Now they're champions too. You would obviously let Danny go and you'd do a complete rebuild. And you'd have some yeah. good young pieces and guys like Pascal and OG and Fred and and other guys like that. But the more likely one would be they just run it back with that same core. They use the cap space that they get from you know Danny Green and and Kawhi, and they try and run it back. They'd probably be at max like a second round team, but they'd still definitely be a, a pretty good team. But yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not really sure where they would go in terms of free agency, who would have interest, but you'd have to find, a, obviously, a three to replace them. And there are a couple good ones, but obviously none at his level. Does this change maybe the minds of some NBA players to come up here? In the future? Yeah, for sure. 
I mean, the fact that they won a championship, they got over the hump, and you saw all the hype from the country, the city, and stuff like that. I mean, it's 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 more now not just like a basketball outpost. It's now a place where basketball matters. I mean, where would you rather like the, right now? Before maybe a couple of years ago, the Raptors were probably for the in the thirty team mix. They're probably in the twenties. Now I think they're probably inside the top ten. They're not a they're not one, two, three, or four, but they're definitely in the top ten. What do you think would so be number one though, Austin? Who do you think? Number one team to go to? Yeah. For me it's Late. Miami. Miami. Really? Oh, because yeah. of the cap? Yeah. No yeah. taxes, perfect weather, and whew, that would be a fun spot to play. Miami just always gets these big free agents. Yeah. They always find a way to get somebody. They're always in meetings with these guys. Like I, I remember every time there's interest in it because they got Pat Riley. They got Spolster, who's a great coach. And, hell, I think their teams suck right now, and they still almost make the playoffs every year. Yeah, yeah. They're very I mean, well run. For me, it's Miami. For, I mean, it's an easy – for me, it's the Lakers. Just LeBron, their history, the location – I mean, there's a lot of people that want to go play with LeBron, and him being in L.A. rather than Cleveland definitely helps. Golden State's up there, too. Yep. New York's up there. The Knicks. Um, I mean, I mean Ch- Boston. Boston, Chicago's in there. Yeah. Uh, New Orleans. No. No, no, no. <laughs> That's, maybe Chicago, Chicago, like I said. It's just well, the, the big cities the, in the U.S. that people want to go. Those are the most likely candidates to me. Yeah. And Toronto's up there because now it's not a secret anymore. I mean, Toronto's a massive city that people love. Like NBA players, broadcasters, everyone just says when they come out here how much fun and how much they enjoy the city. And it's no, yeah, it's no secret anymore how how class of a city Toronto is. And then you put in there that they have an NBA champion. And young stars that are still coming up, Van Vliet, Siakam, OG. Like, this is an exciting situation. The issue is the Raptors have some contracts that make it so they can't really add. Like, not, we were not never this year. To, not this year, not but this next year. year. Next year, they have like 60 yeah. million in cap space. Because Kyle and Serge are off the books. And Gasol, unless he opts out this year, which I yeah. very highly doubt. He's also, due like $25 million. Side note, just because I'm just remembering it now, shout out to the boy Jonas Valanciunas. That guy opted out after having an awesome second half with Memphis. Yeah, for long-term for security, him. these guys do things I wouldn't do. No, not maybe not the smartest decision, but I think he averaged like close to 20 points a game when he went Yeah, out. he was like a double-double machine. Yeah, he was a beast, so good for him. I mean, yep. and he, he came back like, I mean, it's a thing for Toronto – when all these former players, Jonas was at a playoff game this year for the Raptors, less than six months after they traded him. Bismack Biombo was there too. Bismack, yeah, Bismack was there. Tracy McGrady showed up. Granted, he was working the broadcast for ESPN, so a little different. VC started showing up at the end, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Uh, JYD was at every game. I mean, like these guys come back because they—it's just a special atmosphere. Toronto's just different, and they've proven that. With the Jays, they've proven that with the Raptors over the last five years. And the Leafs, I mean, I won't change my opinion. The Leafs are a suit fest, so, eh, whatever. So, I mean, when you look at the Raptors going forward, that's going to be a big question. Um, But we already know that as long as Masai is here, he will put this team in the right spot. Mm-hmm. Which is why that report that Walsh put out, <laughs> it literally came, what, 10 minutes after they won? Five. Five. It was five. as he was doing his interview with Doris Burke, the tweet dropped. Masai. I, it was five. So, first and foremost, that's a real dick move. I, I know, mean, he's I know why, his job. I know why he's yeah. doing it, but my God. <laughs> the Wizards I saw some of the comments were pretty funny. Like uh, it was, it was from Steve Dangle. Who I, I was like, whoa, that's actually Steve. And he's like, have you ever just gone to a birthday party and taken a dump on the cake, which is pretty funny. That's pretty much what they <laughs> did. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, he's got to do his job, and I have no problem with that. But eh, it would have been better if it was maybe the day after. But if he wasn't going to drop it, somebody else would. So Yeah, Shams would have done it. Yeah, exactly. So he didn't really have a choice. That's sort of the thing is it's the big thing in the NBA is now Shams versus Woj. So if you're not first, you're well, if you're not first, you're last. Oh, and you'll get – oh, I love all the memes. Oh, yeah. You'll get ripped. If Woj hadn't have put that out and Shams would have dropped it, Woj would have heard about it for a week. Or he would have posted it later and it would have just been memes of Shams dunking on him. Woj is oh, – you know what I love? I ended up seeing Woj and Shams at the finals, and they just regular dudes. Like, I don't know what I was expecting. But Woj literally walked past me. I was watching Raptors or the Warriors practice uh, before they closed it off to the public. And Woj walked right past me, but no suit or anything. He was just in a t-shirt. I didn't know who the hell he was until he turned around and walked past me again. I know him because of his goofy glasses. Yeah, that's why I was like, because, yeah, he just, the face he has in his Twitter profile, it's just how he, like, there's no smile or anything. It's just sort of, he's just business, which is cool. Yeah, Shams is uh, Shams is cool too. I don't know. I like Woj better because he's the first guy I sort of saw breaking rumors. But I don't know. They both do a good job. It's just yeah, Woj is doing his job, and people are gonna rip him for it. But oh, I mean, yeah, that's his business is reporting stuff. So how laughable is this report? Uh, shout out the Warriors. I mean, or not the Warriors, the Wizards. Um man they're in a bad way bradley beal is gonna get you think i right? mean they're just they're just so desperate like yeah. offering the fucking general manager ownership stake the fuck is that john wall that's is gonna ridiculous. miss ridiculous 10 million dollars i mean god bless them that's a ridiculous offer that's how you get guys that t- to take shitty jobs but that wizard's job is horrible no. That first rule, that first thing of business he has to do is try and find somebody to take John Wall, who's going to get what, thirty million dollars to sit out the entire season. Or I think he gets like, th- I think he's making like thirty-seven million. You're gonna pay. You're gonna have to find a team that'll take a forty million dollar John Wall, who's not who even going to play this season. Yeah, who, and who needs to, shoot. who can't score from anywhere but under the rim. So, yep. Yeah. Just, oh, that's just. And Bradley Beal's incredible, but like, he's not going to stick around if, if Wall's not playing. Guys, this, so John, this contract's John Wall, bad. John Wall's deal when he is 32, he it. got the Supermax, right? It was four times yeah. 170. So his 32-year-old uh, contract is for $47.3 million. Fuck me. Holy shit. And he's got a 15% trade kicker. That whoever his agent is, God bless kicker. him. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's Put going that man in the Hall of Fame. Fifteen percent trade kicker. Someone do forty-seven times one point one five. That's like that's like fifty-eight million dollars. <laughs> Who the fuck is gonna do that? No. So like, basically, even if consider that I would need Bradley Beal and their their first round pick this year and next year and maybe the year after just to take that. Yeah. $50 million for a point guard. Jake, you said $54 million? Is Yeah, I said 54 Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know that. Um, we don't. But they're offering him $10 million a year to go... I mean, he was in a worse way when he took over the Raptors. I mean, man. We talked about this in our chat cap yesterday. Space. That wizardry with Andrea Bargnani and the Knicks... Yeah, that was oh my god. Three picks and three players for a guy that averaged 12.7 points, three rebounds, and one assist a game the season before they traded him. And you got three players, regardless of who they are, you got three bodies and three picks for that guy. Yeah, that's incredible. And those those picks turned into Jakob Pertl and DeLon Wright, who were parts of the, Marcus Gasol and Kawhi Leonard, yeah. yeah. Two starters on the mm-hmm. Raptors down the stretch. I just, I just don't understand why Masai would even consider going to an even worse situation. And it, it's just so much. Like, I, if he were to, the thing is, he's that, turned down worse. He's turned down way better jobs. He turned down the Knicks job. Yeah. The Knicks job is basically they'll pay you fucking anything. 
They gave like Phil Jackson fifteen million dollars a year. Yeah, it's just it's unbelievable. And I mean, if they want to blow that money on Masai, then great. But he also, I mean, we've been no, talking no, about the this with should... the. He, he's one of the highest-paid GMs in the league. He should get re-signed for a lot of oh, money. absolutely. I mean, the thing I saw was they had Karan Butler on. They're like, I don't know how they can match that financially. I'm like, what? What, what do you think? They're a mom-and-pop shop? They're in the luxury tax. They had the third-highest payroll in the league. Um, just just, just so many incredible. people just think it's they're run by, like, these poor people. <laughs> no. Yeah. Money is not going to be a reason to win. It would it, the the only way he wins is if he has some emotional connection or wants to become build some legacy. But I I don't really see it, especially with the roots he's been put down and what MLSC offers him with his foundation with Giants of Africa and stuff like that. People had ideas because his wife is from Maryland, I'm pretty sure, and he would be close to Washington D.C. to work with like political stuff. But I think the thing that helps the Raptors is right now the the political climate in the United States probably is not the, the right no. right time for Masai Ujiri, especially considering he's from one of those quote-unquote shithole countries. Yeah, probably probably not the best mix of people. No, I, I, I just – and look, Masai embraced this whole us against everyone mentality. Like he's the one that that saw that as a challenge rather than you know I I just look back to that um, that interview or the Kawhi Leonard press conference where he basically cuts off the question and says believe in yourself like believe in this city how do you want to leave that after you just made that made that uh, vote of confidence. I don't know. The thing I love is when all these guys say it's pretty hard to leave a championship and then they all just come up with these theories for guys leaving. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Yep. It just makes you wonder what, what possibly would, would you have to do for them to change their opinion. And it's it's nothing. When you start to realize nothing, that's when you are you start to get a better glimpse of the reality of the situation, especially with you know like American commentators and stuff like that. And let's also bring up the fact that MLSC will pay whatever. Yeah. Like, you, I just got... Probably I, not offer ownership stake, but... Yeah, they're not... MLSC won't give There's no way they're doing that. No. Nor, nor should you. That's ridiculous. No. The, the, it's a GM. It's not a player. Exactly. <laughs> Remember, I just... I'll never forget. The only time I've ever seen anything similar was when Bobby Orr had two offers um, from the Blackhawks and from the Bruins. I don't know if you remember this story with Alan Eagleson, and he pretty much screwed Bobby Orr because the Bruins were offering him ownership stake, but the Bruin, the Blackhawks were technically offering more money, um, but it wasn't presented that way, and he chose the Blackhawks' offer. And Yeah. yeah. It, it, look, I understand NBA ownership stakes are a lot, like they're pretty valuable, Considering what the league generates as revenue, but I I just look at what he's done here in in Toronto. He should be here as long as like if he doesn't want to be here, that's another story, question. Like that's a different situation. I don't think that's the case. So I, I think MLSC will will compensate him pretty well. I mean, you also look at um, I just got a note saw a note from Real Sports saying they've restocked their shelves. And I guarantee, once people see that, that's going to be... That, it won't be stocked for long. It won't be stocked for long. I was down there yesterday. It was a gong show. There's like, like over a thousand people trying to get into that little store. So I left uh, work yesterday at 7.30. So it would have been about an hour and a half before Real Sports closed. And there was still a line. It wasn't wrapped around because they had guardrails. But it was from the front doors of Real Sports to the other end of the concourse still. Which is yep. just silly. But it's good. I'm very happy that they're people are supporting the Raptors. But, man, I just I looked at that line and I immediately bought my hat. I bought the championship hat on lids. 
and I paid extra for it for shipping, but fuck it, I'm not standing in that line. No. No. I mean, I'm trying to get some stuff online, and most of the websites are saying that it won't ship out until, like, the end of the month. Yep. The only thing I saw, there was a Pascal Siakam jersey that was at the store, and they also had the finals patch. I should have got it at the time, but that's yeah, hindsight. Whatever. I kind of want a Kawhi jersey rather than anything, if I get anyone. But I'll wait till he signs, if he signs. Um, yeah, it, you know, it, it just makes you really wonder um, when the Blue Jays and, and Lees finally get their shit together, what this could do. I mean, look, the the Raptors have, like, this is massive. First ever uh, championship in franchise history, a historic moment. You get what the Blue Jays, if they ever get to the World Series, what that will be like. Because as big as, you know, the Raptors are in this country. Oh, the Blue Jays are pretty massive too. Considering the history they have, how long they've been here, and the Leafs. Like people were worried about what Toronto would be like after the Raptors uh after the Raptors won. <laughs> Imagine what the city would be like if the Leafs were to win. Like I I would think that it the city would uh <laughs> I don't know if it would survive. When you look no. at it though. I don't know. I think it would be pretty close. I mean, I I personally think Toronto will... Like, the thing about the Raptors is the global pull from all around yeah, the country. Yeah, it's pretty... It would be pretty close to me, though. Because you're not going to see, like, out in Saskatchewan, they're not going to do a watch party for the Leafs. Because... You know what the coolest thing for me would be the Raptors should do? Is they should just do a tour on the off-season of Canada. Like, send a couple players with the championship. Like, what the Jays do with their Winterfest. That would be cool. Send a couple um, players out to each province and just do, a, like, a little I, I would send the trophy out. If some guy want, if some guys want to go, I would do it, but... Yeah. <laughs> no, no I'm not so saying long. you take the whole team on a tour of Canada for the entire Yeah, season, yeah. Because nobody wants that. No, but like, I would not want that. Take, like, three guys for, like, go to Regina or something. And then another three guys go to like fucking Edmonton. Well, you'd think like, they do, do that, that don't they? Do preseason games? Well, they, they did do the one in Vancouver. Vancouver, yeah. Yeah, but they have. So to... I just think that'd be cool. But then again, I don't think the Jays did that when they won back in ninety two, ninety three. So I don't know. Just a thought. Yeah, I, I I also think that you know they should do something to celebrate the fact that all Canada were pulling for this team, like the way that yeah. All the like Mississauga, even the Mississauga one. No offense to Jurassic Park in front of the stadium. Holy crap, the Mississauga one. Mississauga, ridiculous. And then you know they had like Halifax had it. I said Regina had one. Um, they're like all over the place, and I think that's, I think that's an underrated aspect of this. And we'll see how. I mean, look, if you're a Blue Jays player. And you saw this. If you're a Leafs player and you saw it, how does that not motivate you more to win? Yeah. We talked about how if the Leafs were to win, how many statues would be built of that team. Like, hopefully. And the great thing is, you know, we hear Brendan Shanahan and Kyle Dubas say how they lean on the side, his leadership. And you just hope that. I mean, look, it doesn't, it can't all translate to hockey, like what the NBA and how that works, but I think some of the qualities and, you know, doing what it takes to win, I hope that, you know, you look at Kyle Dubas and people have been questioning his loyalties in, in ways of to certain players. Hopefully this makes him realize, look, it's not about making people happy. I mean, making people happy is winning, and, you know, in that regard, I hope he just realizes that, you know, the team comes first, and the players will understand that, I think. Yeah. Just my personal rant on that. With that being said, gentlemen, do you have any final thoughts on this Raptors historical win? No. Uh, I mean, it was just, it was amazing to go through it all. And I, I think the if I had one complaint, it would be how anticlimactic the ending was. Oh, thank you. I, I forgot I about that. I hated that. That was just the fact that they reviewed it. It's like, okay, they don't have a timeout. It's a tech. Go to the line for one. 
and the, the, it took them like 10 minutes to realize. I think it, I think they said on overdrive it was seven minutes for them to complete the final minute or final 30 seconds. It's like, that's ridiculous. And then the foul, it's like, okay, go to the line, shoot two, who cares? Then end the game. The biggest that, that kinda that kind of stung it for me a little bit. That was, sucks so much of the energy matter. out. Holy yeah. smoke. Like there was guys I think when uh Draymond had gone down and took the timeout, everyone like people in the office were celebrating and I was like, game's not over. <laughs> like I, I'm not the person that's I like obviously the Raptors like pretty much sealed it at that point, but it's like you want to celebrate when the buzzer goes off and all the players are celebrating. That's when you celebrate. And that yeah. was just such a. This is the part about the NBA is just like who, just play it out. Like in hockey, that wouldn't happen, unless it was like a a blatant puck over glass. It remind it reminded me of that Patrick Kane goal in the Cup final. Oh yeah, like, is that in or is it not? He's so, he's so, like he's celebrating minutes. and everyone's just like, oh, yeah. yeah, what the heck? Everyone's like, what the? I I I was just like. I remember I remember watching that game and I'm just like, did it go in? Like, you see Patrick King celebrating, it's like no way. And then obviously, yeah that that part. Now now I'm pissed off again. Thanks, Jake. <laughs> just reminded me of that. Sorry. Right. Oh my god. I mean, I told you guys that. I mean, I woke up in the worst mood this morning after last night. Jesus Christ. With all the, literally, I get home from a stag. It's about one o'clock. I'm about to go to bed. Friggin' terrible music for two forty-five in the morning. I was close to you know going all get my bad and be like, shut your damn music off, get off my lawn. Dave's not a fan of High School Musical. Oh my! I could not pull. And they started playing. This... I don't have a fan of music. Trash music. Get out of here. Look, if and it was it was loud, like. Two o'clock in the morning, if you're talking, just hanging out, that's fine. When you're blaring music, I think my brother actually made a call. Actually, called the cops to complain. And then like, okay, we'll send someone over. Then they called my brother back at like two forty-five or three o'clock, and they're like, are they still partying? I'm like, well, you said you were gonna send someone over, you dipshits. That ends my rant there. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> hopefully you get to enjoy the parade on Monday. Um, we'll do our best. I mean, Austin, you going? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, so we'll you'll find a spot somewhere. Austin and I will. Are you off? Oh, I'm I'm working at four, so I'll be oh, there. Oh, we're meeting up. Let's go. I don't know where we're going to go or what the best Well, I'm going to show up at Nathan Phillips at some point, and it's going to be full, and then I'm going to find another spot to stand there, there are areas you could go if you. It's gonna to be tough. It's gonna to be a, a grind to find a spot. So we're gonna to have to get there early if you want a spot. Like the TFC one was okay. We showed up like as they were doing the parade, and we yeah. got a spot in Nathan Phillips. Raptors, you're gonna to have to be there, a while ahead. My recommendation uh, for you, Raptors fans, to, you really have to d- decide where you want to be. Do you want to be at the end of the parade route? Because I personally think if you're on the lake shore. This parade is going to go pretty slow. So you're going to see the guys celebrating on the buses and all that stuff. That might be your best bet. Jake, I guess you'll be watching on TV. Yep, that's the best I can do. have uh, important things to do on Monday, unfortunately. If it was, if it, they won on earlier, I would have been able to go or later. But, yeah, just a bad uh, scheduling conflict, unfortunately. But I will be up during the summer, so that will be fun regardless. Ooh. Just make sure that the uh, just make sure that uh, when the lease win, you clear your god, you clear your schedule. Here, here. I will. Here. All right. With that being said, please uh, take the time to subscribe on uh, wherever you get your podcast from, whether it be iTunes, Google Play, um, and all those. We would. Gladly appreciate it, and we'll uh, be back next time. I think uh, we'll try to get one out around the NHL draft. Uh, we have our mock yeah. draft coming up soon. I got to get my do my prep work for that. Um, awesome. Go check out my rankings to do your prep work for that. They will actually those pre- rankings will be out on Sunday. I decided I took a I forgot to toss and I decided to put them out on Sunday. I was going to put them out today. But they will be out on Sunday, so you guys have some nice reading material uh, to get you through that. Um, 
obviously the Raptors and Leafs do not have first round picks in their drafts. So, um, so <laughs> get ready for rounds two and three, <laughs> or yeah. in the NHL round, just round two in the NBA. And then, uh, yeah, and then we'll have free agency to talk about coming leading up to it. What are the Leafs gonna do? What's the what's the latest on the Kawhi situation? Even though we probably won't get any update because it is Kawhi. So stay tuned for that, and we'll catch you guys next time.